0: I never thought this change was gonna happen. I didn't think I needed to make a change. I love my life. I was living it up. And and you know, and I, I talk about these 45, 50, 55 year old businessmen out there, and they're, maybe they're in my predicament. But the thing is, they don't realize it. And they probably won't realize it until they have a major issue. And, and with me, it was a heart
1: issue welcome back to another rest eat move podcast and today is it's a lucky day for me so it's a day that I've been looking forward to and I have one of my all-time best buddies um, mr. Marty Hall with me today and I'm gonna give you a little backstory on Marty so Marty and I grew up uh, in Lansing And we grew up about five houses apart and he moved in fourth grade just before the summer of fourth grade. And I moved in the summer of fourth grade. So we've known each other, went to Luton Elementary School, Dwight Rich Junior High School uh, and then Sexton High School. And then he went to off to college to Ferris and he is a Ferris State Bulldog. And he's got that logo on his shirt and he has many many friends that i've been introduced to by marty up from ferris and again many close friends along the way and uh when he got out of college at ferris he had a business finance degree and he went to work for general motors way back in the day and i remember his first car he had this black tornado and everybody was envious of this amazing black tornado he has an amazing family. He's been married to his wife, Patty, for, gosh, how many years now? Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> 30 plus. It's a, it's a while. And then he has three beautiful kids, uh, Ashley, Abby, and Robert. So uh, anyway, it's really exciting to have Marty here today. And the reason we want to talk about podcasts, uh, a couple of podcasts ago, I talked about the secret of change and how do you change lifestyles? And Mr. Hall and I have been talking for many, many years and doing many things together. And we started talking about more about his health. And so from there, I just want to hand it off to him, give you a little backstory. And then we're just going to have an open dialogue about some of the things he's gone through, which I thought is, I think, very um, advantageous for many people out there that we talk to about how do I change some of these things? Realistically, how do I do it? And so that's why I thought it'd be a good idea to bring uh, Marty in today talking about um, some of the journey he's been on. So welcome, my friend. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a little while. And, um I never thought I'd be on a podcast, but <laughs>
0: the more, you, at first I wasn't so sure I wanted to be on a podcast, but then I realized that this may be beneficial for a lot of people that it But particularly people that are in my predicament, which was really more alcohol driven than anything else. So
1: um, I'm ready to share what I can, try to help someone else. Yeah. And again, I I think that's what you and I first discussed, like, what would this look like? And I was like, well, just have a conversation about what you've been Mm -hmm. going through. I think um, if you go back in time, tell them a little bit about your history and about your health and what your goals are and things like that? Well, you know, like like you mentioned earlier, we've known each
0: other, you know, other than Mark Smith, another good friend of mine. You're the longest friend that I've had on the planet. And we've done a lot of stuff together over the years. You know, obviously the, 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 uh, the sports that we've played and, you know, all that kind of stuff has kind of led off to you know, what's happening here with me. And, you know, I went off to college, obviously, you know, and then we always remained in contact. But then I joined a fraternity in college, and I had some of the best times of my life. And I wouldn't trade those times for anything, to be honest with you. I met some great people. Those are the people that are my closest friends today. And always we had alcohol was always part of the mix so um you know i'm not a social drinker in the fact that i'm going to come and sit around a bar and have a couple of beers but when i get together with my buddies it flows and it got to the point where it was really affecting my health my blood pressure was through the roof Um, I had an angio, the sad part about it is I had an angioplasty or a, you know, heart catheterization probably about 12 years ago. And that should have been a wake up call. But, uh, you know, you go on with your life, your kids are growing up, you're still running, you're going on golf trips, you're, you're, you're really living your life the way it was. No, no changes. And as you know, I'm an all or nothing guy. Either I put my heart into something or I don't do it at all. And I dabbled around, dabbled around in this thing, and that just doesn't work. You have to, you know, set a, you know, a target for yourself. You have to be able to, to really have a goal. And then I had a second angioplasty done, and it was a spur of the moment thing when I had short breath around the mall and I knew something was up. Tried to get into the cardiologist and it was almost impossible. To get into a, uh, see a, a cardiologist in the, uh, the Detroit area without an appointment. So finally, I went to my regular doctor and he basically turned me around and went to the hospital. I checked into the hospital that night, had, uh, you know, they knew that right then and there they were gonna have to do a surgery. And so I'm laying up in that hospital all by myself, COVID, and the light hit that this is not how I should be living. This is, uh, is this my last time I'm going to see my family? I mean, you never know. I mean, once again, you're going through the wrist and that type of thing, but you just never know. And I just felt that there were some changes that needed to be made. And that kind of got us to talking. And that's when it really hit me is when I came here with my wife. And we sat with you in this room, and you were almost in tears, wondering, what the heck is going on with this guy? This is my business. He's grown up. He knows this stuff. Why isn't he doing it? Mm -hmm. And plus, my daughter's a doctor. (laughs) So what am I doing? I got to somehow push myself to where at least I gave it a shot. And then I went
1: into your 90-day challenge. And here we are today. So step back for, let's go back in time just a little bit more. So your father died at...
0: My, my, My father died at 61 years old, heart disease.
1: And you just turned 64 yesterday. Correct. And so one of the things I was kind of laying out there like you know we talk a lot about your why you know what's the driver and what I got emotional was is like I've known you and Patty forever um and your kids and I look at like you didn't really get to share your dad with anybody right and so I looked at sometimes I'm like okay I look at he needs to be able to think about not only his own health and his in his future with his 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 family, but also their, their future without you. So that's what I kept, that's what got me emotional. It's like, I can't even imagine them not having you in the, and so. So you weren't really as worried about me as you were the family. (laughs) Well, you know what's going on lately, but the last thing I want to do is a eulogy for you. Yeah, and you've gone I, through a lot of those. I, we've been through that. And so I kept thinking, you know, I don't want to be that guy. And, you know, I, I, you know, there, we have some amazing friends. But I thought to myself, enough's enough. I got to say what I, what it's in my heart. And I got mm-hmm. to shock him because if I don't say something, I would kind of regret that, you know, forever. So that's why when I got emotional, I was like, I got to tell you what I think. You know, and this is what I do for a living, mm-hmm. It's what I've done my whole life. So that's what led us to the 90-day challenge. And one of the things you and I talked many times is that you just said it, I'm an all or none guy. But I said, Imagine if you did a challenge for 90 days. And I go, This is really mm-hmm. gonna be hard. But I wanna I wanna uncover what you could feel like in 90 days. So we'll talk a mm-hmm. little bit about the 90-day
0: challenge. Well, the 90-day challenge, um, you know, I, I have never been on a diet in my life except back in the wrestling days. And that wasn't really a diet. That was just a crash, you know, lose weight.
1: <laughs> we are starving uh, ourselves. Not, not good
0: habits. Right. But um, I had never, ever been on any type of a, a plan like that before. So, you know, I had hesitations about it because you know I have a a lot of social activity social activity is what kills me not the the eat the move the eat excuse me the eat the move the rest it's the drink and this whole 90 days the hardest part was the drink I know that's not one of your four things but it's part of your eat but it's the toughest because I was had plans I had some meeting up with uh, some fr- uh, some friends down in Florida. I had my daughter's uh, birthday in Pittsburgh. I had a lot of things going on, so I knew right then I had to basically not not drink at these events, which is was very difficult. I mean, everybody else is having fun, but you know, here I am just you know drinking water. I did try a couple of non-alcoholic beers. But that's that was junk, okay. That did nothing except put calories in the body, okay. So that was the hard part. But I said to myself, "Can I do this? I have to do this. I have to do this for, for everyone that needs me." Right. So I, I I just kept at it. I got through the first month, and that was pretty easy for the most part because. I got through those hurdles of those planned events, but then I was, was ducking things. I was ducking doing things with friends because I didn't want to put myself in that temptation. I got to get to the 91st. I got to see if I can do it. So I, I I got there and, um, you know, all the way along the road, I, I felt great. I I could see my body shaping up. I could see the love handles going away. And a lot of it was driven by drink. Because like I told you earlier, when I drink, I drink a bunch. I drink tons of beers. Right. Okay. It's not not a mix or anything, but a ton of beers. And so do my handful of buddies that I play a lot of golf with. Mm -hmm. And here we are coming up to summer. So how do we handle that in the future? But that was what was really at the top of my mind is how can I avoid alcohol? So I avoided situations that would put me in that. So now that we're to the 90 days now, how do I adapt?
1: How do I adapt that lifestyle into my life? And I'm still feeling my way. Yeah. So let's stop for just a second. So, so during the 90 days, you said that probably the first month was not as difficult. But then, as time went on, you started looking at social events. I don't want to be around that. So, one of the things I've talked to you a little bit about. So, what makes it? So, how did you feel when you went to a social event, but you didn't drink? How how what how did you? What was the difference there? Well,
0: you know, I guess you kind of wonder why do people drink, and a lot and I and a lot of people drink, and maybe most people because. They likes the way they feel. They may be more relaxed or maybe they just feel uh, sure just just more comfortable in the environment loosen up a little bit. but and it's always it's kind of been that way for me. I mean I don't need to drink to go have a good time. I'm, I think I pretty much prove that, but it really helps having a couple drinks, especially when your body's trained for it. Right, and I think my body was trained for it, and, oh, for sure. Um, yeah, and it, it was kind of a. It wasn't like I had any alcohol withdrawals. I never really felt like I was an alcoholic, even a lot of people can say that, and that's another reason why I wanted to prove to people I wasn't an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's geez, going through the you know the you know the shakes and things like that, um, but I, I thought that it was all handled. Um, quite simply by removing myself from these social situations.
1: And then you told me too, like your energy level is better. You want to move more, you you were sleeping better, you know, just everything about it around it. So you really like the curtain just opened up and like, oh my gosh, I I feel incredibly, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't feel foggy and this and that. And like you said, you were probably very conditioned and now you're not conditioned.
0: Well, one of the things that you always say, well, man, you you, you paid for it, you know, with the drinking. Um, But the next day is is hell. I mean, especially the older you get, it is hard to recover. And it's almost, in some instances, a wasted day. I mean, you don't do nothing much. And it can really weigh on you mentally to say, and I'm retired now. So it's not like I've got a weekend that I'm blowing a day that I could have had fun because I'm hungover. But it just wears you down
1: physically and mentally. Yeah, and especially as you get older, you're like, I don't want to waste. I want to feel good. Like you told me when I get up in the morning now, I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm refreshed. I feel good. I'm not foggy. You know, it just kind of mm-hmm. leads into that. So so w- was there any, like, mind games you played with yourself during that 90 days there was self-talk what was that like what was the self-talk like well
0: a lot of the self-talk was really centered around um how can i develop habits how can i do stuff that is going to make me continue because it's not the drinking thing it's by giving that up how you feel and how you look and how do I continue to build on that? And I oatmeal on the run every day. I crave it now. You know, I'd rather eat dates, figs, stuff like that. Than what I eating? Because once again, the ninety-eight-day challenge wasn't just alcohol, mm-hmm, right? It was ninety-five percent inside the target. In fact, we were up north that time, and you said, "This isn't in the five. This isn't in the ninety-five percent." Right? Okay that, yeah. that uh, brownie a, is not there okay it was a challenge right so, right but it, it's eating like that and and it got to the point where i really really ch- love those foods you know i love the snacks i i uh i loved uh, my wife is, is always on board right she's she's probably my number one advocate yeah patty's and down and that's another person who's looking out for my health and i'm letting her down um, in fact, she came up to me and she hugged me like 60 to 70 days into it. She said, I haven't been able to put my arms around you and hug you like this in years. Because, you know, I, right. I, I probably, probably lost 15, 20 pounds. And I just um, felt like I, and, and when the 90 days hit and I made it to 90 days, so I was down in Florida and my daughter was with me we had a celebratory beer and i felt really proud of doing that and my you know my daughter and my wife was down there with us they were also very energetic about what what i had sure. accomplished but once again that could all go to go to hell quickly mm-hmm. with more bad habits so I'm really because I, I I'm not done drinking with my life. I'm not, but I am really tapering it back. Right to the point where I
1: can have that a part of my life comfortably. So, so okay. So you go through this challenge 90 days because 90 days is 90 days. I mean, it's it's not 30 days, 90 days. And so when you and I talked, I wanted you go a period of time where you, I think you would really it wake you up to see how you could feel. That was my intention. Your intention was, can I do this? My intention was if you can go down this path to a certain level, I think you're going to feel you're going to crave this probably maybe more than you're going to crave that. So, and you, and I talked about that a lot. But one of the things that you mentioned, two words that you kept
0: saying up north when we were up there, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard, and I don't know how many times I heard that from you. I don't know if you were mocking me, no. But it was, you know, and it, and I'm thinking, okay. And then you said, well, "How's it going?" You know, you checking in with me all the time. Once again, that's about accountability and doing your yep. checks. See how you're doing? I mean, and um, you know, I was proud to say that I I was not wandering, right? But I really, because you you know me longer than just about anybody. Yep. you know, I'm a not a dabbler.
1: Mm-hmm. You but are. you said this earlier. I know you. You're very disciplined. And if you decide, then you're going to decide. You finally decided. And one of the things mm-hmm. I said to you a hundred times, hey, bro, we can't be dabbling anymore. Dabbling is over here. People dabble all day long. Okay, that's great, whatever. In a small, we talk about mm-hmm. baby steps and one step at a time and all that. But I really wanted you to go full, more full in. And a big part of that was your social drinking and now you realize like okay now coming out of this as you said we talked about this we don't know where this is going to go and there's so many people out there that it it, can i can i bring that back into my world and you 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 would like to bring it back in the world but it would be different is that what you're thinking right now I got it's got to be different. It
0: it will be different. Yeah, it has to be different. It it has to be because it's just going to lead me down that same path, right? And you know, once again, it's it's experimenting and and understanding, you know, when to do it, and you know, it's like whether you want to crave a piece of chocolate cake, right? You you pick and choose your opportunities, correct? But there was a lot of times when I would just be, you know, drinking. You know, like four or five beers in an hour. The night had just started. I mean, that just because that was just my my mantra, really, is how I did things. But um, I I don't, I can't see myself going back to that. Well, because I got some serious issues here with my
1: health. Right. So, talk about your blood pressure. uh, You talked about the heart. you know, big part of that is gut health. And if you're drinking too much, you're not going to have good gut health. You're not going to have good sleep. So anytime you drink too much, you're going to have broken mm-hmm. sleep, especially you're not getting enough REM sleep, which is a big deal for people. Your GFR, which is a kidney function, that's not going to be where we want it to be. So all those things from a health standpoint. But I think the biggest thing I want people to, I want, you know, the people are listening to this right now or watching this is that the hardest part is you had to decide. That's why I kept saying this can be hard. Because a week goes by, you're going to be tempted all the time. It could, it's always going to be whether it's food. Kristen says it's the best. If I'm going to eat chocolate cake, it better be good t- chocolate cake. If I'm going to have mm-hmm. a beer, it better be a good beer. IPAs now for me. And 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 then I need to have a. It, it need to be a better. It need to be a good occasion to do this. I'm not just going mm-hmm. to randomly do whatever. And I love that philosophy, because now I can eat or drink or do whatever I have. Now I can pivot that which makes mm-hmm. it personal to you. So now the, the challenging thing is is for you to figure out what does that look like? And you know probably, and I think everybody's like this to a certain extent, you can never completely, you have to have some bumpers, you have to have some guards along the way, like when's enough is enough, right? Yeah, and I don't
0: know exactly what those, my wife is one that will be, she doesn't nag me, you right. know, about any of this kind of stuff. But she's concerned, and it's it's this can't be a ninety day. Okay, I did it. Let's move on to the next thing. Right. And that thing it was what really hit me was I can't remember if it was Ashley or Abby, one of my daughters. She said, "Dad, you know what's really crazy about this is one of your best friends from life, forever." does this stuff for a living and he's really good at it and he's basically people come from all over to see him you can see him for free (laughs) and you don't you know and we do get together we get together a lot but we've never crossed this bridge because you have been around the characters that i around and you know how tough it may, must really be. I mean, you've seen it firsthand. Sure.
1: Um, but it's, it, it's something... That, you know, and I think the other thing, too... Again, reason why I want you to be on this podcast, but, you know, you always raise... The tide raises, the ships go up. And so sometimes people can see that it's going to help somebody out there that is struggling with social drinking. And they don't, they don't know you know, and I have some friends that can't drink, period. You know, my dad was one of them. You know, my dad was an mm-hmm. alcoholic and my dad went to Brighton for six weeks and he came back. And I remember like this third or fourth day he's home and, you know, really proud of him. You know, you know, my father. And, um, and he says to me, I think I have to change my circle of friends. And I never thought of it that way, but I don't think you need to change your circle of friends. But He goes, but it puts me in bad environments. I said, well, maybe initially, Dad, but then over time, he said it didn't matter who he was around because he'd already made that decision. Didn't matter what Mm -hmm. was, you know, he already, but initially he needed to have a little bit more support systems around him. And maybe that's kind of what you're thinking about too, is like my support systems around me, they know what you've been going through. So instead of just kind of, you know, here you go, Let's let's pick and choose. Well, well, your dad was
0: a uh, socialite. Very similar to the people that I hang around with, for sure. Country club member, you know, business deals, you know, uh, trying to uh, get connections on and on and on. And I have a lot of friends like that. And I remember when you 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 made the point of hooking up and doing this podcast. We were talking late at night one night and said, man, this would really help people. And then I thought about it. I wasn't keen on it. You know that. I, sure. You know, I mean, I just. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I thought this could, you know, all the insurance salesmen, the um, the, the businessmen, the people working deals, the golfers, the the fraternity folks, you know, all these guys that have basically feel really comfortable with a drink in their hand Mm -hmm. and it's for the most part serve them well and if this can help in some way you know for someone down the road um how to how to somehow manage that because sooner or later something's going to happen and it's probably going to be
1: bad yeah and i think the other thing too you and i discussed is like you know, everybody has their own life to live and nobody has to judge or whatever. But the bottom line is, is kind of what you what do you want that future to look like? How do you feel? You know, do people really feel good? You know, we were asking the question the other day about aging. How many people want to live to 100? Hardly anybody really wants to live to 100 because they don't want it what it looks like. But imagine what it could look like. Where you have more vibrant health and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So sometimes when you think about the the social drinking, I look back to my father and all of his circle. And most of the men died. You know, I use the men at this point, but most of them died in their fifties and early sixties. I had had two fraternity brothers that were very dear and
0: close to me died before they were sixty years old. Right. And I,
1: I, I really can't say that alcohol didn't have a part. Right. And you know, I just lost my brother-in-law at 60 so and I lost my other brother-in-law at 65 and my neighbor at 67 so a lot of again we'll go back to men and women but I think the social drinking thing is number one is what's the awareness like I mean that's the point of this podcast today create some awareness around it that it is possible to to change your thinking about it and then where it comes in the future we don't quite know but I liked what you said earlier it kind of experiments. You, 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 you f- try this, you do this. I see what works for me. I can't have my cake on my special occasions, but it better be good cake. Or if I want my beer, it better be the beer I want at mm-hmm. the occasion versus just blindly going in and like, Hey, I'm just going to keep drinking and whatever. You know, I remember, um, a, a couple years ago, we were at, um, my brother-in-law Pete's place at Mullet Lake and you and I had a beer together. Yeah, it was the first time I've seen you drink a beer in like 10 years. A special occasion. I was hanging out with my buddy yeah. at Mullet Lake. It was just, you know, I'm not a, I don't really crave beer or alcohol, period. But sometimes I like to have a cocktail. Mm-hmm. But it, it better, like Kristen's philosophy, it better be something because I don't really like how I feel the next day because I'm not, I'm not conditioned to do that. I've done right. that enough in college, but. At this point in my life, it is. But could you imagine the people who are, who are conditioned
0: to drink 20 to 25 beers? <laughs> and you're talking about one or two? Right. And I tell you, I had a couple of drinks. My daughter came home from Memorial Day for my birthday and had a couple of drinks. Uh, the next day, it was a, a, a kind of a hangover I wasn't
1: expecting. Right, and just a couple of drinks. Right, and I would never have had a hangover like that 90 days <laughs> right. ago. So it's that conditioning. Now you're conditioned more. And, and we just got done working out. We took a shower. Feel mm-hmm. We feel pretty good, right? So I think that's the whole message today is like, okay, here I was. I had to recognize that maybe to keep going in this path, it wasn't, wasn't going to be good. And no, who knows what would happen. Mm-hmm. We don't want that to even and a big part of what we talk a lot about is prevention. How do, we, how do we live the life we want to live, but also live the life you want to live, right? Yeah, I, I. when you start looking at the,
0: I never thought this change was going to happen. I didn't think I needed to make a change. I love my life. I was living it up. And then the second angioplasty was basically a laying there with COVID, Nobody in there but me. Right. It's like, what's going on? And I, and I just think that you somehow have somehow told a line. And and, you know, and I talk about these 45, 50, 55-year-old businessmen out there. And they're, maybe they're in my predicament. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they don't realize it. And they probably won't realize it until they have a major issue and and with me it was a heart issue Mm -hmm. and it could be a a drunk driving it could be a an accident it could be falling downstairs and breaking your neck it could be a ton of different things because of you know the
1: the the alcohol consumption i remember my dad i remember we'll, we'll, we'll kind of wrap this up but i remember my father um got in a car accident with his tornado way back in the day and he broke his leg well he doesn't even remember being in the car and that was Mm -hmm. then the next i think couple days later he went to checked himself into brighton hospital but he was lucky i mean you know he could have been killed but he broke his leg and i remember later on that was his that was his kind of a wake-up call like okay that's you know and a big part of that, my um, grandmother kind of intervened, too. Like, hey, what are you doing here? You got a young family. You know what? You know, not so much young anymore, but, you know, young enough. So it was kind of a wake-up call. But I saw that firsthand mm-hmm. from him. But there was no no dabbling for him. He had to stop, and he knew he couldn't go back to that path over time. But And I think that's the point today is, like, how many people out there aware or not? don't have the self-awareness that – Maybe they do drink too much or they could feel a lot better or maybe they're going down a path where their health is really moving in a bad direction, but they're not quite even aware of it. The blood work looks okay, but they got a lot of signs and signals that something's not moving in a great direction. Well, the, I think the awareness piece that people are missing is
0: maybe it's not you, it's other people that care about you. Right. And if and if you're continuing down this path, and, and a lot of people can manage it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like everybody who's a has is drinking. Has yeah, to this make, is not be, our, that's
1: make, a right. That's not our message today. Know, yeah,
0: I'm talking people who are so in tune to social drinking mm-hmm. that it becomes an absolute big aspect of their life. Right. You get you get together. First thing you do is, where's the beer?
1: Right. You know, and it could be 10
0: o'clock in the morning. It yeah, could it could be, be wine. It I could mean, be a,
1: a mixed drink. It could be lots of things. But you right. know,
0: but just the awareness that, you, you know, there's other people that are involved in this besides yourself.
1: Right. And I think one of the good awareness that I have with some of my clients, and we talked in seminars or whatever, but could you go, could you go 30, 60, 90 days without an alcoholic beverage? And you didn't know if you could do that or not. And now you do. I think in the
0: back of my mind, I knew I could. I really did. I wouldn't probably like. I wouldn't sign up to do ten perfect push-ups, okay? <laughs> not
1: the way you count them. No, but you <laughs> know that. But that was really the. wow. Uh, okay, ninety
0: days. Ninety days is going to be hard. You know. You know. To be fair, now just you know the ninety day challenge. And if you if you read Chris's book, the ninety day challenge is a lot more complex than I made it. Okay, I called it the ninety day challenge because I had my own parameters around it, correct, and I, I said, I can't go off the deep end. you gotta take a bite at a time, so I didn't do a lot of the absolute crazy workouts that are part of that. I did them, but I wasn't as religious
1: as yeah, if but that you wasn't were, that wasn't really our challenge that wasn't part of mine. No, that really wasn't my challenge for you. My challenge was the alcohol, mm-hmm. That was the challenge. Do you remember
0: when you were talking to me in this room we're in right now? You said, "When do you want to start?" You got to make a commitment. When do you want to start? And yeah. I said, "How about Monday?" And you said, "Well, so soon." I said, "Let's get going." Right.
1: Summer's coming. Yep. It's February fourteenth. But I. But again, I I wanted you to decide. This is the day that I'm doing, it. and you kept mm-hmm. working backwards. You know. 90 days. I got yeah. 77 days under my belt. I got 83 days under my belt. You kept working backwards and that's the key. I think for many people, they have to decide. That is the mm-hmm. big, what do you want and and understand what you just said. There's so much outside of people they don't understand. There's there's so many out, things outside of people they don't understand until they're gone. They really don't. And it's a, it's a thing that we try to uncover all the time, but You know, people are needed in your life and sometimes they're not, you know, they're not being told that, you know, as I talk about, sometimes I talk Mm -hmm. about my dad and, you know, I told him all the time how much I loved him, but I rarely told him how much I needed him. And I think that's what you're, you know, that's what I got emotional with you in this room. I'm like, you you got, you got four people in your world that are counting on you all the time. And then there's probably other people in that world on top of all your friends. I mean, you have amazing, uh, really close friends. And I always told you this: a friend is a gift, a present you give yourself. You have a lot of good mm-hmm. presents, right? So, so, and again, you've lost some really close people in your life. At uh, one of my one of my best friends, best friends, yeah. Eulogy at a funeral. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, yeah. fifty—he's
0: probably fifty years old. I mean, yeah, you it's and E. I remember that.
1: Want. I remember like it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, and then again, you see the the stuff that goes around that. So, all right. So as we wrap this up, I want I want to I want to keep this conversation going. I'll let the the listeners and the viewers know how my buddy's doing. So we'll, I will report back, Hey, this is what I'm doing, how I'm doing, Mm -hmm. whatever. We'll keep that going. Is there anything else you'd like to share with a couple of parting thoughts, anything you want to share before we sign off today? Well,
0: you know, I kind of think I hit most of it. Um, there was one, I, I, I had a thing on my desk at work, when I was you know, still at General Motors, and it was a, a thing that my daughter had given me. And it, it, this is the type of thing, I, and I looked at it every day. To the world you may be one person, but to one person you may be the world. And when you start thinking about that, there's people that are counting on you. And if you're not making efforts to somehow be there for them, then you've missed the boat. You're not thinking right. And I think that it's unfortunate that it had to come to a second uh, heart catheterization to really, you know, maybe I was lucky to be able to have that opportunity. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was a good thing to happen, but it shouldn't have to come to that. It shouldn't have to come to a life or death situation before you make changes in your life.
1: And I think the big thing you said earlier too it's it's building these habits along the way, and that's the goal moving forward is what new habits is the big fella gonna be taking mm-hmm. and a big part of that is my new habit is I'm gonna be much more aware of events and you know what I'm doing and I, make and make sure it's the good stuff in a in a in a in an mm-hmm. environment that that's worthwhile, yeah yeah. Well, thanks for having me today, man. You were awesome. You rocked the house today. So yeah. again, thanks for joining. Because I think it's I think this conversation doesn't happen enough.
0: You probably don't deal with too many drinkers, do you, on your job? Pretty I much. Mean, most people who drink probably aren't totally it, into it, the it's, working it's, out. It's
1: it's, in, it's incredible because a lot of people think they can out exercise or you know, they have certain buckets. That's why we're really promote, proponent of the resting, eating and moving. And a lot of people work out hard, but then they play hard and they're not getting enough mm-hmm. sleep or they're not, you know, they're drinking too much alcohol or whatever it might be. So it's a little bit, of, it's it's make sure you're getting those buckets. So when you say they're, they're not those people, it's our world. If you look mm-hmm. everywhere we go, alcohol is a big deal. And we can, that's not our goal today. It's like not anti-alcohol. The goal is to be, have the awareness that is it inflicting havoc to my life? Am I living my best life? You know, we talk about, you know, the mantra of the book is you have the power to feel your best. We want people to feel their best. And when they feel their best, they are their best. And that's really, and that could be part of it. That's that lifestyle. So anyway, thanks for, all right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Checking in and we'll, uh, We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us.